Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to another week of Second Chance, a Moped Podcast! Okay, I just had to scream because my freaking life, it's just been going 900 miles an hour for the last 7 to 10 days, and yeah, it's amazing how things work out. Um... Last year at this time, I was in the absolute one of the worst depressions of my life. Um, my baker's bike had failed. Uh, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get any of my bikes to run right. I just, I felt like the person, I just, I felt I was at a low point in my life. I mean, everybody kind of hurt a little bit and they saw me take a month off the podcast. Um, that was a really dark time in my life, but it was meant to be. It was meant to be because I got to reconnect with uh, my ex-wife and we talked about some stuff and we both kind of admitted our faults and we're friends today. As a matter of fact, she's coming over to the house because I got some of her mail and she's going to bring me food. So that's how rat, that's how like my ultimate super weapon, I told Eric from QCB, like I can forgive people. Like it doesn't matter generally, I have the ultimate because... I can't afford in my life, in my own spiritual existence, like harbor resentment towards people. Like if it, it, that shit is corrosive in my life and I cannot allow it to, you know, stay with me. Um, ooh, see, I am overworked and undertired. I put in 23 hours since, and it's only Tuesday. I'm trying to get close to 40 before I take off with the greatest chase man in the world, Kobe. Uh, Kobe Erva, man, he went, <laughs> he got us a toy hauler. Um, we're going to be, it's basically like a camp, a little pull behind camper with a ramp and we're going to bring bike. Like he's going to bring his bike. I'm going to bring a daily rider of mine. And then we're going to fuck around after Baker's dozen road tripping on the way home from Baker's. So it's going to be so much fun. I am so excited. Um, and I did something today on my Baker's bike was so stupid. I went 64 mile an hour. Um, I, <laughs> that 60 mile an hour club, man, that there's, there's, it's a trip. Um, I'm obviously going to detune the bike a little bit because my, it wasn't like, it was, it was fast, but it was a little lean and like, it was starting to run hot, but like Eric from QCB, thank you for sending me your Hobbit video today. Cause like I was jokingly told everybody on Facebook or something like that. I want to fix my Baker's bike until it's broken because I'm so paranoid that everything's going to fall apart. So I just keep fucking with it, keep fucking with it. And yeah, life, life's pretty rad right now. I'm super, super, super excited. Um, and I'm really excited because there's some more moped content out there. I remember I absorb moped content, even if I don't care for the percent much, like because of personal issues, like I'll still watch their moped stuff. Cause I will still support people. Um, and I remember seeing previews to this video like three years ago, two years ago, and like finding this person either on Facebook or YouTube and try to reach out. Like, I don't even know. I think it might have been their YouTube channel I tried to reach out to. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, I just want to see stuff. I think I've even reached out to Becca Buzzard trying to get the Tampa rally footage because like when I'm bored in Minnesota, that's when I learned shit. That's when I learned how to do the YouTube show. Will it come back? I don't know. But we're gonna record a bunch of content, and we're gonna be trying to do a daily updates for Baker's dozen. Uh, but with that being said, the 
documentary for Pinball 3 came out this week, which is just so apropos, and I had to push some guests back. And I have the person who produced that on the show this week. Sir, would you like to introduce yourself? What's up? Uh, hello. <laughs> uh, my name is Jordi Pendejo. And um, yeah, I, I'm guilty. I, I did put out a movie, um, a documentary, uh, if you will, about uh, Pinball Run 3, on, Gold no. Rush. Sorry, everyone. Hold on two seconds. This is, we're, not editing, we're not editing anything. Any, Sorry. My sandwich might have shown up, but she didn't see. Go. Go give me a sandwich, woman. Everybody that's joking, I'm just trying to get my ex-wife to get me. Go give me Arby's, please. You lived here for four years, woman. It's over by Kmart. That's Wendy's. Or what is that over there? Yeah, will you go, please go get me a Wendy's? I'll give you 20 bucks. Okay, I'm, God, my wallet so is right here. I'm sorry, everybody. We're going to do some professional editing. And Andrew, or Jordy, oh, so I see your Andrew thing on there. Um, you are the greatest ever, dude. I'm sorry. I haven't ate since like 11 o'clock, people. Um, give me the that, son uh, of a, give me the Baconator combo. 11 okay. o'clock central go, time or pacific or I mean, uh, what, central time talking? so central we're talking time. i this is the worst i've ever been um no ice on the diet coke please thank you okay this is i'm so sorry to you i'm such a dick um <laughs> but like okay we're gonna leave that so, in i apologize could you start over where you were i'm i'm the worst host ever um Okay, it's all right, Joe. Yeah, I was wondering because I didn't see any headphones, so like you're wearing like those earpods or something. Yep. Earpods or okay. No, no, uh, I'm I'm not that fancy. I I speak poor. I've got skull candies on. Skull candies, guy. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like uh, it took seven years. Well, it took me seven years uh to make this movie. Um. I um I don't know. Yeah, I. When I found out about Pinball Run, it was I guess during the second one. And uh, I worked with Maitland and he took some time off to do it. And then I jumped on glimpse or whatever and uh, kind of followed along and watched the bikes. And I, I just loved it. And the idea was just awesome. And uh, I'd messed around with, um, well, I took some, like, I'm old, first of all, I'm, I'm fucking ancient. <laughs> How am, ancient are you? I bet you're not that bad. I bet I'm older than you, Jim. I bet you are, but yeah. not that not as much as you think. I okay, well, all right. Well, I age like a fine wine. I'm like 39. So have you ever used a telephone that had a cord? Yes, dude. I got beat by with my sister. Like, <laughs> dude, like the long one too that like went like 20 feet. Like she would use that shit like a lasso and throw it at me and then pull okay, it back. All right. Yeah. Um, did you ever have a computer that used floppy disks? Yes. Green screen. The original five, Oregon Trail. Okay, well, yeah. just just wondering, five and a quarter or three and a half inch floppy disks? Uh, both, because the five and a quarter was the true, like, floppy floppy. Fuck and yeah, the three and floppy. a half, the three and a half was, like, the hard plastic floppy. The five and a quarter was IBM. The three and a half was Apple, Apple. or Macintosh, I think they called yes. it back in the day. Um, yeah, okay, did you, ever, did you ever have a computer that didn't have a hard drive in it? See, um, I don't, I grew up with blue collar people. 
So like computers weren't necessary, like technology. And I grew up in Southern Minnesota. So like that wasn't necessarily a priority, but I believe I could have, because I think my grandma Connie bought us like a Commodore or something like that. It oh, was yeah, basically a typewriter. More or less, it was a typewriter you plugged into the TV. I think back in the day, they called those word processors. Okay. And, like, I, I was born in 82, so, like, I can remember the Twins okay. winning the World Series in 87. Um, like, I have a very long memory. Like, but where that 10-millimeter wrench went, man, I have no idea. Yeah, no, the, the 10's always the first to go, and then the 13, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Then the 17, yep. yeah. <laughs> And then you get left with like the, the weird oddball, you know, 12s and 14s. You're like, dude, I don't have a Japanese car. Like, I need to work on a moped. Like, <laughs> anyways, uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm older than you. I believe it. Uh, you I are. Am. You look, you look ancient. I am and... freaking old. <laughs> <laughs> um, where was it going with that? Um, oh, yeah. So I took some, uh, I took film courses back in the day, like way before digital. Where... Let me out, ask you like, this. Where did uh, you grow up? Like, usually I do a timeline, like, like, uh, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, were you a transient um, kid that was kind of I, all over the place? I've lived on like four different continents. So that's yeah, rad as hell, that. dude. Yeah. Um, Military kid or just, that's just the way life was. Uh, I can't no worries. talk about it. <laughs> it's okay, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, anyways, when I took film courses back on the day, like it was with VHS cassette tapes, you know, like mm -hmm. VHS tapes, there was no, you know, no digital editing, none of this, uh, you know, um, Photoshop. Uh, it know. was real to real stuff, wasn't it? Uh, well, it wasn't a real, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, there was film, like actual film, you know, made from silver oxide film. And then there was like, as digital as it was, was, was like VHS tapes. And I think, Hi8 was the next thing to come out, but that was like super expensive. Um, but like I learned to edit on like this thing with these giant knobs and you would put two VHS tapes in there and try to like line it up. Mm -hmm. It was like totally different, but I learned like the basics of, of filmography. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> um, and like, I, I, I always loved film, but um, you had to have money back in the day. If you <laughs> yeah. wanted, even, you know, even like the, you know, the, cameras that use vhs tapes like that shit was expensive but nowadays mm -hmm. like everything is so cheap microphones are cheap uh cameras are cheap like everything is just so cheap and so good yeah i mean relatively speaking i mean granted still 100 bucks is 100 bucks 200 bucks but compared to what it was back in the day very affordable there's a reason why music recording studios have gone out of business for the most part because you know about 500 bucks you can have a pretty good home home setup i mean shit i mean you could use your cell phone and get yeah. better quality than you could the stuff in the back of the 90s like seriously mm -hmm. um, no that's, that's no joke but you're, you say geordie but i'm reading your and i and i'm trying to i see your name on here which is screwing me up so um right yeah. um so like yeah I have ADHD and you probably do too. Yeah, a little <laughs> so bit. Yeah. Like, I'm drinking right? coffee at night at like eight 30 at night and I'll go to sleep. So like in um, an hour and a half. Yeah. I, I like, I write things on post-it and then I'll stick it up on the, on the mm -hmm. monitor, you know, because like 
Yeah, I, I've noticed that you you don't remember people's names very well, Jim. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's Droidy. Uh, in the, in the that's my moped stage name. Okay. Um, and I want to what? Jordy Pendejo. Jordy or or Pendejo, whatever. <laughs> um, let me ask you this. So we we talked about the documentary a little bit, and like it's been crazy about guess already. What was your first memory of a moped? Not necessarily getting on, but like your first memory. And like you can conceptually know that's a moped. So I am old enough to where like when I was young, like people rode mopeds, you know, they were never common. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't say for sure. Um, I'm going senile in my old age and I can't really remember exactly. And where but, was like, this mopeds... at in the world for you? Like, uh, I'm uh because like i i ask you that because it's very like regional because a, a guy who's like a big brother to me was up this weekend and he grew up in small town iowa and he goes dude there's probably like in a town of 1500 people in the mid 80s there was probably he goes 300 mopeds parked in the high school parking lot like everybody had them in iowa like so that's why i'm wondering like where you were compared to like that and like you hear some people they were just never here but the midwest they were everywhere so yeah i mean i hmm. so i grew up in massachusetts like in my adolescence but then my teenage years i grew up in in california um in in sunnyvale california nice Uh, that's where like um i don't know i think um uh like the guys from apple um uh, Joe, what's his name? Steve Jobs, I think. Yep. I went to the same high school as Steve Jobs, so that's right like um, clearly that makes me very important. Obviously, and we will have a statue for you somewhere in this world for it. Um, Excellent. So, like, that makes sense to me because, like, at least my no knowledge of California, and I'm just talking out of my ass. Like, you never saw like moped stuff going down per se. Like, I just didn't see. Yeah, I don't know um at least back in the day but uh so what was your first time getting on like the renaissance era of mopeds like how'd you get into it later in life um if i could just take another step back um when i was 13 or 14 years old i um my buddy who was he was a little older than me but he had a um a green Peugeot 103 moped that he traded me for a boss distortion pedal. And so that was like my first moped. And uh, yeah, I rode it around the block a few times and then it probably ran out of gas, but I just didn't know it. I'm like, it's broken. And Mm -hmm. so like I started to tear into it and that's kind of like where my fascination with like tinkering and machines came from. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so that was my first moped. And uh, but the renaissance of mopeds, so like, yeah, in um, I moved to Holland in uh, in two thousand, and um, I wasn't like legally staying there. I was kind of overstaying my tourist visa. And, yeah, uh, I've known more I than did... one mu- more more than one musician who's done that. So, <laughs> um. I, I I got a bicycle, you know, because it's Holland and like that's what you do. Uh, but I was used to riding something with a motor, you know, and I still had that kind of itch to, you know, burn fossil fuels. 
And um, it just so happens that in Holland at that time, you couldn't get a car unless you had like a, you know, you had a, you'd need a residency permit and you'd totally need to be legit. But yeah. with a moped, you could get what's called a Bromfeets certificate. And mm -hmm. that's a moped license. Um, and you didn't need any residency or anything. You just go down and say, here's my name. And then you give them a picture and then they send you a little, you know, laminated thing in the mail. So I was like, yeah, um, I'm definitely going to do that. And I found a, I, I've never seen this bike since, since then. I'm not even sure what it was. I think it was a little Tomos, but dude, this thing was like a little midget bike. It was so small. Mm -hmm. The wheels were so tiny. Uh, but I bought it off a Dutch girl for 50 Hulda, I think, which was the old currency before they went to euros uh, mm -hmm. or euros and uh <laughs> um yeah it was you know just put some gas you got in any and... idea what brand it was or it might have been a tomas i mean i'm pretty sure it had okay. a, a tomas motor but uh it was like nothing i've ever seen since yeah dude tomas it... had some lot of like you see on pete's channel on second stroke like when they go over there they've got a lot of unique stuff that we never got over here and it's just weird that it in Holland of all places, because like that was the Camino world, like, you know, Honda's factory was there. So like a lot of countries like in France, they only ride Peugeot's and Bodebecane. They're very mm -hmm. nationalistic about what oh, they yes. ride. Oh, yes. And in uh, Germany, you know, you have your Chrysler and your socks and maybe a few Pooks. But Holland is like the mixing part. And they had every kind of bike there. Awesome. Everything. Um, yeah, they uh very open-minded when it came to mopeds. Dude, that's so uh, rad. It was, yeah. And I mean, yeah. Um I was actually you know, like, before the shutdown and everything, I had plans to actually go to Holland for Red Bull all the way. I had a bike lined up and all that stuff and like then the dark times happened in the long long ago. It was like oh, and I I still think I have that opportunity like me and that person still corresponds but like ah oh, it just things change life happens but yeah dude like so holland was that melting pot you got that bike from that girl and like how was how was that reconnecting with mopeds if you will it was instantly awesome you know i mean um yeah it i mean you know if you've ridden a moped like it's the most fun thing in the world so mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, 15 or 50, um, you know, you get back on a moped. It's, it's just fun. Uh, and especially when, you know, it was this legal gray zone and, you know, it was my only possible way of motorized transportation and to get it to work out, you know, for 50, 50, 50 guilders, which was like 25 bucks. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome. And then, yeah, Holland is a very flat country. Uh, mm -hmm. you know which is good for for mopeds mm -hmm. and uh there's like bicycle lanes and you just ride in the bike lanes it's like it's a paradise for mopeds it's it's really awesome yeah right on so you did the holland thing you rode that around obviously you're not you're not hitting up treats for any pipes or hurt cylinders or anything like that um uh, i know treats wasn't around that i'm just giving you shit um so you eventually you had to make your way back stateside um at what point once you got stateside did you get a moped again immediately okay yeah. 
I didn't know if it was like I left all that in Europe and like that was Europe thing. Uh, No, it's it's uh, it's uh, once once you're into mopeds, you're in it for life. You know, you you mm -hmm. can't really shake it. I don't know. Well, it's nuts because in you you and I just BSing a little bit here. Like I'm really convinced that's why I got the current job I had because my boss lived in the south of France. The owner of the company that I work at now, he lived in the south of France for like seven years. And he had a motorbike growing up, and I've got Ew. one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got uh, one sitting in my garage. That I need to start working on for him once I get back from Baker's. So, um, it's funny you call it Baker's, not Pinball. Now is no, is they changed the name after oh. Pin. So, like, um, and I'm not sure, like, but you know, uh, Rob Burrito is not involved with it anymore. What and. Yeah, and um, you know things change, and they change the name, and I don't know everything that went ha- down on that, so I can't speak about it. So that's one thing I don't do is speak out of my ass too much. So yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I am pretty out of the loop. I just put out a movie about Pinball Run, and I did not know that they changed the name to hmm. to Baker. So all right, yeah. There you well, go. what you did was Pinball Run. So like, yeah, you did. Um, but. So you make it back stateside. Would you would you buy then? Uh, so this was about this was 2006. Uh, so it was before like the you know the, the moped renaissance explosion. You know mm-hmm. before just prices went parabolic. Um, I I think I was looking on Craigslist. Yeah, Craigslist was still it was around back then. You know moped and I think you know fifty hundred bucks. It was um, a green maxi with a you know the two speed a ZA fifty on it. Um, got it for a hundred bucks. I think a rusted tank and it it was stock motor um, and it was seized. Um, but yeah, at a hundred bucks, you know, and you know it's a moped. Yeah. Like, um, so I, I think I just popped the head off and like took a dowel and put it in the cylinder and hammered it until it came loose, put some, you know, WD-40 down there, sanded it down a little bit, threw it back together, and it fired up, and yeah, okay. The main bearings were just like... Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's always fun getting those old stock motors going again, then just hearing that whine of those of those bearings. It's always... always sometimes they'll rejuvenate themselves, and other times they're not going to. I'm one of those types that, like, if it runs and it's and and you know that something's going south and you don't want i'm just gonna run it into the fucking ground you know oh yeah like i am i'm not gonna be like oh it needs to be changed right now i will drive it till it don't drive no more and that thing just with those bearings making that noise it went for probably well over a thousand miles i mean it just never it didn't quit you know <laughs> like yeah, yeah um not gonna jump subjects at all thank you very much shauna i don't hate you today <laughs> there, Dave, we're not accepting. How does that happen? We only want exact change or a credit card. So okay. Uh, how much do I owe you? Text me, I'll Venmo you. What? $14. Okay. Get, what, what do you want me to do? Okay, just take the 20. I don't care. Uh, sorry, sorry, Dory. I'm ADD. Um, it was really nice seeing you. And again, I don't hate you today. <laughs>
Um, I actually know what. Leave me the twenty. Take the toothbrush heads. What? Wrong size. I'm such a jerk. Okay. <laughs> then just take them. I can never use them. They're upstairs on that table. Just leave me my cash, though. Uh, fine, I'll just take the cash. God, I hate you. I hate you today now. What? Okay, I'm trying to do a professional podcast here, Shauna. Okay, thank you so much. This is such a... All right, see you, Shauna. Um, now I got my dinner. I apologize so much, Second Chance Audience, and to my guest. I've never been this unprofessional. Okay. But, but people want to know, what kind of sandwich is it? It's a Wendy's Baconator. Baconator. Yeah, yeah. And right. it's 50. Shauna, she got me a straw. That makes me so happy. Um, dude, this is, yeah, I'm so. Anyways, back to your story. Um, you, you, The ZA motor, it was rusted out. The crank bearings were singing like a church on Sunday. Yeah, but it, and I think the um, the clutch cables needed to be changed. You know, like, I don't know. Like, that's, every moped's got its weak points and like that, damn, like the, the two-part cable, like, I don't know what they were thinking when they made that. I guess it's for adjustment. I don't know. I always throw those in the garbage and then take a, like a brake cable and try and like file down the little end and then just like stick it in the, you know, the clutch engagement plate thing and then run it back up through. And then, like, I, I really hate those um, two-piece cables to the core. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I got it running, and it was, you know, doing 30 miles an hour all day long. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the, that, that was uh, good stuff. Um, so if I could, like, um, so back at Holland, like, when I got my little Tomos, I was living with a bunch of foreigners like a bunch of polish and a couple australians and um but they saw me show up on a moped and then they're like yeah yeah we need a moped too um and so like yeah it didn't take long before like every every one of you know my my friends there had mopeds and uh yeah so then uh we made it we made a gang called moped head and um in 2001 or 2002 i think we did a tour uh going from uh let's see what was it amsterdam to liege well basically we went holland belgium luxembourg france and then a festival in switzerland on mopeds and then back and then 2005 we went um Holland, Germany, Denmark, Sweden, and back. Um, so yeah, that was like the um, apex or whatever, you know, like, um, I don't know, getting to travel Europe with a moped gang, like on mopeds. Is yeah, dude, like, that's so rad. Unbelievably fucking cool. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it was so much fun uh, yeah. and cheap, you know, and uh, yeah. Yeah, and I imagine they're all stocked for the most part, and everybody just rolling and having a blast at thirty miles an hour. It's funny because like, there's 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 lots of bikes in Holland, and like people know about souping them up, but like the police are super strict on yeah 
keeping bikes stock. And so they'll have cops on the side of the road there. And when you come by in your moped, they'll take your bike and put it on, not a dyno, but I guess like they'll put the back wheel on this thing that checks how fast mm -hmm. it's going. And I've heard that like, if you have a kit on your bike, uh, they will just take your bike and drill a hole <laughs> through the cylinder and then hand it back to you. Yeah. That's always the, and I've heard, I've heard that rumor as well. And that's that urban legend that is scary enough to a moped person that they don't even, I can imagine they don't even want to mess around and find out. Um, so yeah. Uh, first bike I got, when I got back was the, uh, the, the Pook of the ZA 50. I brought it over to my buddy's house. Um, longtime friend. And I just had, I, I knew that he would be into it and I showed him Dude, he got the fever so bad. Oh my god, it 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 ruined his life. You know, it fucking ruined his life. Yeah, uh, he just started hoarding and collecting mopeds. I mean, they were they. He had a nice house, and within a few months, had it was just covered <laughs> with mopeds and moped parts. And uh, yeah, that place just just went you know went nuts, dude. Mm -hmm. And it turned into a moped like full on like moped you know junkies house. yeah yeah um real fast and uh yeah i had a couple other buddies who had uh you know got the got the fever too and um then pretty soon we had a moped head chapter in uh in san jose yep um yeah mopeds you know <laughs> they will fuck you up yeah and now i see why like we had a little conversation about so a few things before and I, it, the pieces are all coming together and it just shows me how small of a world mopeds really are. Um, so you're in San Jose, you're doing that deal. Um, you hear about pinball on the second run and, um, that started in Minneapolis. And I, and every time I hear about Minneapolis pinball, anybody who did it, they're like, I don't know why the casserolers had us camp 30 minutes away from the start line. Like I, I, that's a repeated story from people, but that wasn't me. I'm not them. And I wasn't, I think I remember that storm though. Um, so sorry, buddy. I'm eating fries right now. Um, got, got involved in the third one obviously because you what made you decide to um film it at least um yeah so like you know like i said back in the day i i took some film courses and like i always liked film but it was too unaffordable um and just everything got a lot cheaper dslr cameras came out um and i got the itch and um I just thought it would make a good story, you know? Uh, I don't know. It was uh, just, it was, you know, the next chapter of mopeds, you know, because um, I don't know, like the moped gangs that, you know, started in the, I guess, mid 2000s and, um, you know, and, and then the, the rallies and everything. I mean, I don't now, know. What was yeah, your feeling was... about that when you first discovered Moped Army and all this stuff, been doing your thing over in Europe? and coming over stateside and like i imagine it's kind of all kind of corresponding around the same time like what was your thoughts about that so when i come back and got a moped i i had never heard of moped army and brought 
the moped over and then we just kind of started a moped head chapter and then my buddy was like yeah there's like an internet you know forum or something called moped army i was like ah interesting um and then we looked into it and like i had no idea there was rallies or anything like that or like that anyone else was doing moped gangs or anything i did not i thought it was way too stupid for like you know other people to do it you know like, yeah oh it is don't worry but you're not the only <laughs> stupid person who gets involved in this stuff yeah stupid minds think alike i guess yeah yeah dude um and uh yeah then we found out that uh you know there was a, a gang in sacramento and in san francisco los angeles and you know there was rallies going on um so we went to our first rally i think it might have been a late birds rally in la mm-hmm. um and then yeah it was like that was game changer you know like going down the street with 15 or 100 bikes you know just owning the streets yeah and just like clouds of two-stroke exhaust just you know you can't even see through it all uh that was that was fucking awesome uh yeah. you know that was exhilarating and uh then we're like yep yep we got to do a rally and um and that's when we learned about like the kind of um official moped army gangs versus like the you know the independent gangs and we uh we, we booked a rally on i don't know maybe it was in may or june or something like that and then someone from the midwest uh, who was an official gang, we posted a moped army and someone's like, we're doing a rally at the same day. And we didn't understand that you're supposed to get, you know, checked with other gangs, make sure they're not doing a rally on the same day and this and that. And like, you know. Uh, yeah, but that's happening. That's happening to this day. Like LGN yeah. out of Philly, they're doing it the same time as uh, Mosquito Fleet out in Seattle. I mean, it is what it is. And like, and yeah, and I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I understand trying to respect, you know, there's only so many weekends in a year. And, uh, um, but, um, you know, like the, the thing is like, I would love to go out to the Midwest or the East coast or the South or just, you know, anywhere off the West coast for a rally, but I never have. And so if we didn't do a rally here on the West coast, you know, those who are not going to be going out to the Midwest to go to whoever you know, yeah. that rally was, well, they could still rally here. So, yeah. you know, and, uh, that's and the way I look at it. Let me quote um, what the hell, Mel. California is really big. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it is pretty big. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I totally get that because, like, just driving 20 hours to a rally is a march. So, like, and for me to drive to California is a lot more than 20 hours. So, like, it's going to, I think it's damn near 30 something. So like, it's okay. I, I, I get what you're saying. Like same rally, same weekend. Like it's, you don't, you don't have to choose. Like you don't have to have it isolated to one weekend. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, and, um, but yeah, I mean, after, you know, we're, we're Moped Ed's always been kind of a, a, a you know, uh, go by, you know, by the seat of our pants or kind of, you know, whichever the way the wind blows or whatever. Yeah. Not really an official kind of, up, you know, by the rules sort of, sort of group. So I think at that point we're like, well, we don't need to apply to Moped Army. You know, I still yeah. appreciate it. And this and that, but, uh, you know. Yeah. No, no, no. I, uh, 
as some of your members I am big fans of uh, Matt Man and Mel. Um, Good folk. Oh, you know what? I just you have those people in your life that you talk to for ten minutes and you feel like you've known them forever, and they're just super nice and genuine people. And that's what I'll say about them. Um, so you kind of have your thing going on <laughs> in, in uh, San Jose, correct? And um, you're doing that. Pinball's going down. So Who did um, you- I, at about uh, 2010 or something, I moved from San Jose to Oakland. I uh, met a uh, met a hottie who uh, is actually now my wife, and I. Just she knew you had mopeds, right? Yeah, and oh. um, huh. yeah, I know. Like, how fucking lucky am I? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> no, dude, I'm I'm messing with you. Congratulations, dude. That's rad. Thank you, thank you. Um, but yeah, I moved up to Oakland, and like, yeah, it's it's weird because like, San Francisco, you know, over there, San Francisco Bay, uh, Oakland over in the East Bay, you know, next to Berkeley and all this other interesting stuff. Then you got San Jose at the South Bay. And there's always been this kind of trifecta kind of battle between the you know the Bay Area places. Mm-hmm. And San Jose <clears throat> has always been looked down upon by San Francisco and the East Bay for good reason. I mean, especially back in the day, like it was really, you know, it was a more conservative place, you know, like San Francisco, obviously not terribly conservative. No. You know, Berkeley and Oakland also not. But yeah, San Jose was like a police state and uh, not, you know, it just, it wasn't, there was fun stuff to do, uh, but, you know, it wasn't, you know, wasn't as cool, wasn't as hip. Uh, But um, I was nervous to move to Oakland because, man, it's, it's, especially back in 2010, you know, it's a little more gentrified now, but fucking hey, that place is fucking nuts, man. Dude, it's a different world. I can say this from my, like, two seconds of experience there. Like, we have some family friends that live uh, a little east of Oakland, and they have forever in a year. Uh, One of the suburb towns. But, like, you go through there, dude, that's a trip, and then you go into San Francisco, and that's its own trip. It's, like, just rat. It's, yeah. Um, Yeah, so, so, um, um my girlfriend at the time and i were like looking for a place so like i didn't have a car because um well i didn't have a car we'll put it that way and so (laughs) my moped from san jose up to oakland and put her on the back and um we are riding around uh like through the cuts of, of oakland and yeah dude it is pretty yeah it, it was pretty nuts but um anyways so i moved up to oakland and then i was working in san francisco with my buddy maitland uh during the second pinball run he took time off and um yeah that, that's when i was like yeah th- this needs to be filmed um and i was getting back into i don't want to call it film but you know well, yeah i guess film yeah and um yeah i was just like okay i i've got to i've got to tag along on this uh, on number three and uh, get some footage and um, try and throw something together um because this needs you know this is a story that needs to be told mm-hmm. and um so who did you was it just you did you take along with maitland the whole time or who did you go who was your chase vehicle did you ride at all like 
Right. So um, Malin was participating, so he wouldn't, yep. you know, I wouldn't be able to, well, he wouldn't be much very useful, like as far as filming, because he was going to be on a moped. Yeah, I have. I had a buddy, still do have a buddy who lives in uh, well, just south of Seattle. And so I called him up and he's in, he was in the motorcycles and I was like, hey, there's this event going on. Would you be interested in, you know, be the driver? Uh, and you know, kind of film crew, and he mm -hmm. was totally down. And so, I had a uh, 1992. Fuck, I can't even remember, but it was a Geo Prism, essentially a Toyota nice. Corolla. Um, and uh, to the trunk lid, I made kind of like a tripod, but it was a quad. Anyways, I put the swiveling yeah. thing on it with a and then attach my camera to it so it would move back and forth and then i put a cable that i could like zoom in and out with the lens oh wow um, dude yeah and um <clears throat> it worked phenomenally and so like i basically i had handlebars with brake levers that would do work the zoom and then i could turn left and right like i was riding a moped and then the <laughs> camera would tilt left and right so i sat in the back seat with a little monitor my buddy was driving We'd got to get in front of a moped and just, you know, yeah, follow it along for 20 or 30 minutes and get some footage. Um, yeah, and then, uh, you know, we had I, I, two DSLR cameras, uh, and so I had like a shoulder rig. And so, you know, if someone was broken down on the side of the road, I'd hop out of the car with a with shoulder rig and, you know, try and get some. Uh, road footage and and stuff like that um yeah it uh went surprisingly well like i i'm surprised yeah. i didn't have a lot more um you know problems but uh, i got a decent amount of footage i had a, another camera like a little canon power shot which i put up on the like dashboard um i didn't use a ton of that footage in the film just because um there's a lot of vibration and mm -hmm. the foot I, it when I zoomed in the uh, it was like a I don't know it was it didn't come out point. well dude yeah I get it like not all yeah. the shots are gonna be perfect um, precisely so you got all this footage you were doing interviews stuff like that uh let me ask the million dollar question why six years <laughs> okay um so, like I said, I take it film courses back in the nineties. Things have changed a little bit since a little, then. A little bit. Um, yeah, I, I have like bad ADHD, which I just learned about about a year ago. Okay. Um, and um, I I have a really hard time learning software, and like editing software is not like you know learning how to use Zoom or something like mm -hmm. that. It is intense. It's and, a pain um, in the ass. Yeah. And I mean, there are so many aspects of film um, and okay. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there's color correction, uh, you know, learning to edit again was, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal, but um, the main thing is um, doing video editing. You need a really good computer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I am using like hundred dollar laptops, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> uh, two gigs of Ram. And um it just couldn't handle it, you know? And I mean, to this day, like it, yeah. Um, so basically the way like the video editing software works is you kind of like, you know, set up this kind of like a, a, a 
string or a chain, and then mm -hmm. you drag and drop the footage in there, and then you say start here, end here, like uh, you know, blend or fade in or fade out or make a hard edit here, and so eventually your computer is grabbing, you know, um, video from here, grabbing it from here, grabbing it from here, you know, correcting color, um, mm -hmm. making you know any sort of effects, and it takes so much processing power. Yeah. Um, my, my computer just couldn't handle it. And so I would play it back and it would um, just freeze, you know, and it would like Ooh. show a picture. Then 10 seconds later, I'll show another picture. I'm like, I can't see what the hell is going on here. So I yeah. render it, export it, watch it and be like, oh, that looks like shit. And then you have to go in and like literally by frame, try and scoot it over. And then you can't watch it again to see if it looks good. You have to render it and export it and be like, nope, that was not even close. Um, and trying to do an hour with the film where, you know, it takes you a day to get 20 seconds of footage, you know, of continuity. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the, the, the lack of processing power on, on my computers was a major obstacle. And I sort of learned how to work around it. Like I, um, I just learned how to like, go frame by frame and then say, mm -hmm. yep, the continuity looks good. Like I trust my gut on this. And then by the time you finally render it and export it, it usually was, you know, look good, but like, that's not the normal way. I, I never do things the right way. Or the normal yeah. That sounds <laughs> so archaic, but like you made it, like you said, it was moped of you. You made it work. More or less. Yeah. Yeah. It was it, making of the movie was like working on a moped essentially, you know, with like, <laughs> And plus it's not like and, you can and, uh, sit at your uh, yeah. job and do this like i know it's not like you're editing a youtube show and doing it at work i mean yeah that maybe somebody paid, does that sure. and, yeah um but like yeah i i didn't want to start this project and not finish it it like the whole time for the whole seven years like it was i had a foot in my ass like you know get this thing done um so like I I never, you know, put up my hands and walked away and said I I'm over it. But like you know, uh, <coughs> it was moped time, you know. Yeah, like, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, that's so awesome. That is so rad, Jordy. Like moped time for the film. And yeah. I haven't watched it. I watched the first half of it. Like again, this week has been kind of hell week for me. Um, I dig it. I mean. I find it hilarious the interviews with people holding a gun. Like <laughs> that was um yeah, I I you know, I again when I went into this film, I didn't have any digital like editing experience or special effects experience, but I knew that these are things that I wanted to do and wanted to learn, uh, which is another reason why it took me, you know, seven years. Like I had to learn everything after I got the footage. It was like, okay. <laughs> now it's time to edit how do you do that um and so yeah i i brought along a little airsoft gun um and uh knew that i wanted i knew that it was going to be a bunch of mopeds driving around and yep. i didn't want people to get bored so i needed things to spice it up and it's like okay i can play a little bit with the sound um but like everyone loves guns so i brought the airsoft gun and just you know gave it to everyone I'm like yeah just like wave it around and you know take a couple you know take a couple of pops and you know i'll i'll, I'll make it as real as i can <laughs> well dude i i thought it was a nice touch to it um like it 
Yeah, yeah. And considering you taught yourself how to do all that during that time, dude, that's I'm very impressed with it because it's like I always tell people: if you want to be a critic, go do it better. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> How many um, movies has? How many movies have you made? You know, like, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was throwing this up. I was throwing these interviews up on YouTube for a while, and I will again. But like, I just don't have time. Like, I get up at five thirty, six a.m. every day, and I'm not done running till ten o'clock at night when I have to go to bed so I can get up and go to work. So like, dude, seven years, like thumbs up, man. Um, so during this time the editing and life happening are you still moped riding or like what's your what's your moped life like because i know matt man are like moped head p.s some of the coolest hats ever and they have <laughs> like uh matt man if you listen to this i might need another one because i don't know what happened to it uh him and mel were nice enough to send me a moped head t-shirt and hat and all that stuff a nice. year ago yeah but then I lost a dog ate the damn hat. Um, oh, well, again, it was it's so apropos that I'm having you on because it happened when like during my depression period, when I kind of didn't reconnect, connect, but like my ex-wife and I talked for the first time in a long time and she was dog sitting and this freaking dog ate the hat. So and then I had I just asked Batman, I'm like, dude, I'll buy a hat just. Can I get one again? Yeah, I'll sell it to you. And he was cool enough. Sent me some coffee. Um, I got to get out there because that boy looks like he knows how to cook. And yeah, I'm <laughs> um, rambling now. But Matt, man, I might need another hat. Anyways, um, what were you doing during this time for moped riding? Uh, during the time of Pinball Run 3? Um, yeah, I, well, I worked at a startup for electric scooters in san francisco <clears throat> so my job was full-time riding around on what was technically uh according to california law a moped um yeah uh, i was a mobile mechanic so i had like a toolbox on the back of this electric scooter and i would just ride around and fix other broken electric scooters um but now, you know, is this I an electric scooter company that we all have heard of at this point probably not they were the first okay. like on-demand electric scooter company in the world I oh, think. okay um i think they got bought up by a major electric scooter company uh, or acquired or whatever um but yeah so i was i was i was definitely riding and i guess technically it was a moped i mean you know like at my house i had a back room which was you know chuck full of mopeds actual you know vintage european mopeds and then for my job i uh i rode around san francisco uh working on these electric scooters um yeah so that's what i was doing during pinball run but yeah i mean i still i you know still rode my moped um but i was more of a, a lone rider in, in oakland you know it was uh I think I wanted a few group rides there, but um, for the most part, I just kind of, you know, stuck to myself, I suppose. Yeah, dude, life happens like that. And sometimes it's, yeah, I, I ride a lot by myself just because it's always fun to ride with people. But like 90% of the time now for myself, 
when I want to get out on a ride, it's because I got to get my head right. Like, I yeah. got to, uh, I Fair mean, that's feet. what, yeah, pretty much. Like, I got to go ride around a few little lakes around here. I got to get north of the metro and, like, I need to go blast because, like, I don't ever want to, I don't want to be that jerk who just blasts on people and leaves as a group if I'm, especially if we're all group riding. So, like, I'm always very conscientious of trying to keep the group together. And for some reason, I 90% of the time, I end up leading the pack. So, like, that's another stressor on a person. Um, So, See, I can... Like when, when I first moved to San Jose and we all had bikes, we, we were all stock bikes and we would all go on rides and it was, you know, stock bike rides. Mm. The really nice thing about that is that everyone, their top speed is exactly the same. Yeah. You know? Once yeah. you start throwing kits, you're going to have one guy that's doing 55 or 60, one guy that goes 40, and then the stock bike goes 30. And you can only go as fast as the slowest guy if, you know, you want to stay together. So what's the point of having... You know, I don't like I, I love stock bikes and plus like <clears throat> we'd go on rides like up in the hills and stuff. And um, when you race on stock bikes, like, man, you got to like tuck and you get that like 30 mm-hmm. second of a mile per hour faster and you start <laughs> crawling away. It's, you know, it becomes more of a sport, you know, that like, I don't know, like you're really, you know, you got to work to win on a stock oh, bike, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. And that's why I keep on telling the, all the boys how to moped uh gp midwest like you guys should have a true stock plus one mod class because i think you'd i think you'd get an insane turnout for that because nobody wants to try to i can't say that i'll speak for myself i wouldn't want to try to compete with some of those bikes because it's just like some of those guys are such good tuners and they got so much time in those bikes but like you throw me on a stock hobbit maybe a notched variator and with you know a guy with a pook with like some kickstart springs like then we got a race you know what i'm saying like i don't know just just my little idea there um so dory let me ask you this uh what's riding like for you today i mean you put this show and what two two questions you ask and answer in your order um why did you finally put the film out how long had it been done um so i i i knew that well it was coming up on seven years to the date i think july 18th would will be seven years that you know the uh pinball three actually happened so i wanted to you know i definitely wanted to get it out before that like seven years was the absolute limit i wasn't gonna go more than seven years it's long enough um Sorry, I forgot the question. Uh, how long had it been done? Like, oh, yeah. and why? And he kind of answered the. I do that. I ask four questions and expect seventeen answers. Um, how long had you had it in the can, if you will? So I think probably like at the beginning of the year, I, I thought that I was done, and then I have a buddy um, who actually makes actual films that get on netflix and stuff and so uh, i was like yeah could you you know just take a look at this and give me your, your thoughts and he looked at it he was like yeah you got some problems here you got some problems here you got some problems here you know in my opinion and yeah. i was like oh, oh crap you're right like uh it's you know it's a pile of junk the thing is like i i didn't 
I made that film like seven or eight or 10 times. Like, yeah. Seriously, the whole thing. And I'm like, yep. no, this sucks. I'm going to start all over again. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, because like, you know, the color was way, way, way off. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I literally made that film like at least seven times, probably 10 times. Um, but so in January, uh, around January, I asked my friend to take a look at it. He looked at it. He's like, yeah, you got some issues here. Uh, I went back and corrected those. And, you know, that took me a good two months or something. Um, and then I thought I was done. Um, and then so for the music, I. Um, there was a couple of well bands that have actually put out music, which is copyrighted, and I asked their permission. They're like, they gave me the permission, like, awesome. Uh, I put the movie together, I uploaded it, and then YouTube's like, eh, copyright violation. And I'm like, yeah, fuck. Um, and like a lot of the continuity I try to do, um, I try to do, you know, have the editing match like the tempo of the music. Yep. So you can't just like put in another song if the tempo is different because it's going to throw everything off. So, you know, cut out those segments, find another song uh, and, you know, re-edit it and, you know, try and try and make it all work. <coughs> um, I literally finished this like three days or something before I put it up. Like, so, yeah, I was, you know, I had been working on this thing. You know, it, it wasn't like it was sitting around waiting for anything. It okay. as soon as I finished it, it I put it out there. Yeah, dude. And, and I was yeah. when you say you and I'm small scale compared to what you produce, but like when I had to teach myself um, a little bit of audio software and how to cut a show together, like I the shows I start putting out at the beginning of me do I I had some producers who would help me out but like when i finally was doing everything in-house i i'd spent a whole saturday cutting one show up and then sending it to actually jake kane i'm like listen let's tell me what you think and like he was like jake will give you an honest answer like and i've learned so much since then but you know it's i i feel your struggle on like thinking it's absolute garbage i fucking ah, throw it away start over like but I can't even imagine to the scale of what you did. When I went into this, like I had, I've always been into, you know, punk rock and like the whole, you know, do it yourself mm-hmm. mindset. And, you know, uh, there's a lot of things about punk, which I, I, I think that the lack in quality or lack in experience amplifies, you know, the music or something like that. And so I wanted to use that aspect with this film. Like I didn't want it to be, really produce and have you know be 8k and uh yeah you know um i, I wanted it to be kind of trashy you know I, that yeah. i thought would help hence the farting on everything the farting and i mean <laughs> like i recorded it in 1080p but then i dumbed it down to 720 um uh like i i didn't want it to be polished you know i wanted yeah. it to be rough because mopeds are rough and because i think that you know uh, if I tried to make it polished, it, it, it just would have been a polished turd. You know, I just wanted yep. it to be a regular turd. You know? <laughs> Dude, that's great. Like, and I'm not saying it's turd by any means. Like, uh, I think it's really good actually. And I, I appreciate what you said there. Like it's rough. It's fucking punk rock, dude. Like I'm a old punk kid. Like I still, I tell people this all the time. Like I still have a chip on my shoulder because of that. Like, I still 
it's me against the world attitude yeah. like sure. that's that's freaking punk rock like you tell tell me i'm not good tell me i'm not i can't do and i'll show you like that's, exactly yeah, yeah that's that's half the reason why i'm doing bakers this year like i i have my own issues and i feel like this is gonna be working through some of them and like it's not validation from others because I I only compare myself to myself, but like it's gonna be a nineteen hundred Chad Burke mapped it out, like nineteen hundred and ninety-seven miles. Whoa. Yep. Um spend time and money. Make the seat comfortable, dude. Make it seriously, make it as as plush as you can. That is, I mean, you know, other than everything, everything else, you know, you know, maybe bring some tires or some tubes yeah. if you want. That's fine. Maybe a chain or a sprocket, dude. Make that seat comfortable. You know what? I'm running a stock '78 Hobbit seat. I've got a backrest and all that. Like, I think they're the most comfortable seat ever. Like to me, okay. for because it's a dual spring seat, and I've got really nice rear shocks too. Like I've got those super spendy rear shocks from treats the eg the ergo shocks like my this bike is like i said i was doing 64 today dude and it was comfy like it was super comfy so like and will i fail maybe nearly two thousand miles comfy (laughs) yeah uh, just to say well i'm not gonna be blasting that no it's not gonna be blasting that like my goal is to keep it 50 mile an hour and just chilling and just go um yeah i uh i don't know i for years i i didn't give a you know didn't give a rat's ass about having a a comfortable bike but then uh yeah eventually like i spent money to have a a pook seat reupholstered with you know and uh it made all the difference but man on a ride like that like oh yeah that would i would i would take a stock bike with a comfy seat you know like Well, this is super comfy. It's not like the banana style seats, 79 up. This is the 78 seat that was basically like a wide bicycle seat with two rear yep. springs in the back. So like, to me, I still think the Hobbit is the most, has the most comfortable seat in Mopas next to like a Vespa, a Vespa Chow with the oldest, that's super comfy as well. But a Chow? Yeah, I got a seventy three. It's, it's got no front suspension on it. it I mean, no, it, I said the seat. I never said the bike. Uh, like, yeah, like they, they, yeah. No, they're like, we're not going to put any suspension on the front. We'll just put it on the seat. Exactly. Like that seat's super comfy. Nothing else is comfortable about that bike, but like the seat is super comfy. Yeah. Um, we're gonna, we're going to throw eighteen springs in the seat, no springs in the bike. Run it rigid. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I haven't ridden, uh, a moped cause like now I live, uh, in, in Washington way out in the sticks. Um, okay. there is nothing but trees out here. Um, <laughs> but, and, and beautiful windy roads. I mean, this is uh fant- I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, um, I live on a farm. I got ducks and chickens and guineas and turkeys and peacocks and goats and Dogs yeah, you sent me some goat and... pictures, dude. I love goats. Like goats are rad. Like yeah. the little alien eyes and everything. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. They're 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 so much fun. Little lawnmowers. 
Um, <laughs> they eat everything. Yeah. Um, so I mean that takes that takes a lot of our time, but um, I you know, and the thing is with mopeds, like there's two sides to it. Riding mopeds, and I think a lot of you know, a lot of there's riding and there's wrenching, and the, the, the two can go hand in hand, but like not necessarily like not everyone who rides likes to turn you know there's a lot of people who just ride and fucking hate wrenching you know yeah but i i lean a little bit more i i enjoy the wrenching a little more than riding especially now that i'm older like i'm got back problems my eyesight's going and yada yada i mean i still love to ride but um yeah. yeah and uh you know and i got another i got other projects too like out here um riding mowers are are cheap like mopeds used to be back in the day you get a, a okay. good, uh, riding more 50 bucks you know and like <laughs> um and th- they're fun to work on and just you know rip around on too uh so, i mean uh i mean I, I still love mopeds but yeah i definitely don't ride like i did back in the heyday um yeah but i will i will i, I think I tell it, you i will i will dang it um i think have you and let me ask you this What's been the response to the documentary since you put it out on Saturday? Was it? Uh, I think yeah, it was Saturday. Um, I haven't gotten any death threats as of yet. That's so, good. That's good. Uh, I, you know, I suppose. Uh, what more could you ask? <laughs> uh, I'm actually trying to look it up right now to see the count. Um, I can say I've. Uh, I'm a moped dork. Like I'll be the first one to admit it. I, I caught the bug about four plus years ago, and it's been game on ever since. I mean, like I said, you, I do a freaking podcast now. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go like a cheater way to find the show. If I was a really good, if I was a really good podcaster, I wouldn't have had my ex wife giving me a sandwich. And I don't even, I can't find it right now. But like. I know yesterday or two days ago, it was like 500 views already. I hope nothing but success with this. And I hope it gets people excited about the old pinballs and the ba- and the Baker dozen now, like Baitland. I, he's actually headed out to, he's driving in Nebraska right now as we speak. Awesome. I take off Thursday morning with my, my chase driver, Colby. Uh, he's dropping off our toy hauler tomorrow. I got a, pull all the vehicles out my vehicle out of the driveway um it's it's yeah. gonna be fucking rad yeah i think jaybot said that he was gonna participate in this as well so he got some he's not there he's not he's oh. not uh, i asked him because i had some <laughs> i had some questions about parts and um he's got his fall tour he's like i just couldn't make it happen that would have been awesome to meet jaybot dude like jaybot's uh innovator and he pushes the envelope and like just uh, sit under the knowledge of his. I'd like to sit under his learning tree. I mean, because that guy, every time I've asked him questions, he's super detailed, super nice about it. And I just try to show him respect when it comes to it. Yeah, he is like a, a moped Mozart, you know? Uh, he very, very innovative. Um, yeah. And that's all you can say about Jaybaz. Just yeah, yeah. He's he's um, a nice guy. I no, no. I mean we're, we're we're friends. I uh I, I first met him. He we went to uh I think a Wooly Bullies rally, and I I uh got a ride there with him. I think, um, 
he's an interesting guy. I mean, and like, I'm not sure if you follow his, his band captured by robots, but fucking amazing, you know, regardless of what you think of the music, the stage, for, I mean, he built a band of robots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody, if you don't know about it, like go check out captured by robots, like just exactly what you said. You don't necessarily have to be into the music to appreciate what that man has done. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, he, he is one of a kind, like uh, super talented and a nice guy, you know? Um, yeah. Any questions I've ever had for him? He's always gotten back to me. And yeah, like I say, I've had nothing but positive experiences with J-Bot. Um, God, dude, I'm, I'm so excited to get to chit chat with you, but I feel like I'm, we're going to get wrapping this up because I'm tired. Tired, tired, sure. tired. And so, I Jim, feel... I, I do apologize. I think you said you tried to get a hold of me a few years ago. I um, I I I'm probably not the easiest guy to get a hold of. I don't know exactly. I did not mean to to, to blow. No, dude, I don't like take. Uh, you didn't know me for madam. Like that's what it comes down to. And like, you screwed up because now I have your number. Um, <laughs> but uh. Nobody knew dick pics or fucking ain't right. Old wrinkle dick comes out, Jason. Yeah, I listened to Jason's podcast this today, uh, Mopin Monday podcast. Like, I don't know where the hell the wrinkle dick came from because guess what? The last person I sent a dick pic to, I think, was probably my ex wife. And like, <laughs> and that shows you where that got me, ex wife. Uh, and that was years ago, so like. I don't know where the hell, like, oh, one nut Jason. No, I don't know about that. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> he, he's going to kill me. Uh, but no, dude, like, where were we going with this? I'm real punchy. Um, just mopeds and content. Yeah. Um, it's, and oh, not getting back. Yeah, dude, like, nobody knows me. I still feel like nobody knows me. Like, when I first started this podcast, I was reaching out to everybody. Like I got, um, I ended up getting Rafter from MLM and I got Devin right away from, I meant Rafter from Motomatic and Devin right. from MLM. Yeah, yeah. Back see dyslexia is kicking in. Um, and then since then, like it's been, the, the community has supported this show so much because it's really the community show. And that's what I tell people all the time. This is your opportunity and your platform to kind of let people know more about you or your subject in mopeds. And like, I just feel lucky that I was bored during Rona time and have kept this going. Like there, anything you do consistently week in and week out, week in and week out, like it becomes a chore at times. And sometimes I really enjoy this. Like you're like you editing the documentary and sometimes i just want it to be done and yeah but like hopefully this week goes halfway smoothish um i'm gonna try to do a 15 20 a 15 minute update every day on the road and upload a show every week i can promise you we're gonna have at least the night before the bakers uh and i gotta do a few tests with some equipment but yeah dude this it's gonna be so much fun um yeah, it's exciting. Um, Maybe I'll send you a whole bunch of uh, raw footage. You can cut up a 20, 30 minute documentary and only do it in two hours, two years. Yeah, who knows? You know, uh, 
<laughs> no, I think you're gonna have a great time. Uh, you know, bakers or, or pinball. It's um, you know, th- it's uh, there's there's nothing predictable about it. It's nope. It's it's gonna be pretty chaotic. Um, but uh, I think people, you know, I I I can't think of anyone who regretted doing it or, or that had a bad time. I mean, you know, th- there were definitely some some squabbling and you know <laughs> but uh fuck man like everyone i've talked to says it was one of the best times of their lives so i think you're yeah. really just gonna you're gonna you're gonna love it jim i i know i will and it's just it's not i tell i have enough respect for the road and the machines and, there, and i have people oh you're gonna win no i'm going to try to finish that is the goal where the chips fall they fall and it's yeah that's... It's me against myself against the machine. Like that's what it is. And 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 the roads, man. Dude. Yeah. Uh because it's going over the Rockies, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you're going over the goddamn Rockies, man. Yeah. Like that's it. That's that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> On a moped. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's like, insane. Uh it's I'm fucking getting I'm getting so giddy. Like I I love it all, dude. I love mopeds. I love the people. I hate the people. I love the bikes. I hate the bikes. Like I, it's I love it all, dude. I love and hate it. It's, it's uh, you know. I always tell people like I go to, I'm in a twelve step program. Been sober for many years. This is the drug that I just can't kick. Like, yeah, I love it, dude. Oh yeah, dude. (laughs) Like, it's so exciting. But with that being said. I cannot thank you enough, Doty, for coming on Second Chance, a moped podcast. Um, don't forget, everybody, like, listen, review, rate, all that stuff. Check out the Instagram, Second Chance Pod. Uh, if you got guest suggestions, secondchancemoped at gmail.com. Um, drop me a line every once in a while. It's been kind of slow lately. Um, thank you for listening to the show. And don't forget, my guy, mopeds are dumb. Mopeds are dumb. Oh, and uh, Never DNF, a moped documentary. Check it out. The Moped Universe on YouTube. Jim, best of luck. Thank Uh, you. Never DNF. Never DNF. Mopeds are dumb. Later.